Welcome to the KO Show, brought to you by the 1970 Club. Uh, this is Mark Houston, and I'm here with our co-host, Kevion Nolan and Omar Payne. Welcome back, guys. Yes, sir. How you doing? I'm doing good. Appreciate doing good. You, appreciate you. Uh, we're following up on a, a week where you had a two-game road trip, business trip that you guys took, five days on the road, up to first to Richmond, Virginia, and then down to Wilmington, North Carolina. So, uh we're going to talk about both games. In first, uh, the VCU game, Virginia Commonwealth, uh, one of the better-known programs in mid-major basketball, has made a uh, Final Four appearance about 10 years ago. And you guys went up and uh, took care of business and came away with an 11-point victory uh, in a game that, uh, I know it doesn't matter to you guys, but to, to, the, to uh, the athletic department, they get paid pretty good money to come up there and be the opponent for for Virginia Commonwealth, and, right. and they expect to win that game, and you guys pull the upset. So let's talk a little bit about the VCU game. Um, first of all, uh, Kevion, um, tell me about uh, – let's talk about how, the, how that game went in the second half. Uh, it was 32 all at the half. Uh, you guys were obviously competing, playing well. Um, and then you took control in the second half. Um and had all the momentum going until maybe the four or five minute mark, and then uh, they started. They, they increased the pressure on the press. They trapped you mm-hmm. and got some turnovers and got back. Took it from sixteen to six. Mm-hmm. And I want you to tell me about the possession uh, where you were basically holding the ball. There's about two minutes to go. You're holding the ball on the wing, and uh, you rise up and and nail a three. Tell me about what you were thinking at that point, and uh, if you can remember, what were you thinking? Um, play call was really just trying to get it down, like really running the play, and the play had broken. So um, it was just kind of, I kind of glanced up and seeing that we were, like time wasn't, you know, was going against me, and it was late. So I was just trying to get a nice attempt at the rim. Whether I was trying to draw a foul call at first, but um, not getting that, and then I just seen the time going down, kind of rise up and. Made the shot, so, and you could see you're able to see the clock going four, three, two. Yeah, I hear that. I, I see the clock, and then um, like normally the teammates are around me. Like I, I can hear the bench kind of echoing, like get it up, get it up. So I was just trying to make sure I get it up in time, and it went in. And uh, what what were you thinking at that point, Omar? <laughs> you're on the bench. You're, you of course uh, mm. had an injury in the UA game, UAB game, mm. uh, sprained your ankle. Mm. Um, so you're on the bench, and they're making a run, and it went from 16 to 6 mm-hmm. you know, pretty quickly. Yeah. So what were you thinking when Kevion's uh, on the wing there, waiting I mean, for just, the clock to run down? I mean, it just felt good just cheering them on because, uh, you know, we was playing at VCU. We coming out the tunnel, you know, it just felt like you just feel the fans going against us. And being in the student section near our bench, they was just talking trash the whole time. So when Kevion hit the three, it really kept them quiet. Um, so – you you have uh, you hold on. That was huge because mm-hmm. that took it from six to nine. That was sort of the dagger because uh, they had all the momentum right. on their side. And from that point forward, uh, you guys went to the free throw line, knocked down free throws, and just uh, it really never got closer than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the game ends. Uh, we've seen the videos of the celebration mm-hmm. in the locker room. Must have been a tremendous feeling. Uh, tell us. Uh, how you felt throughout the the uh, evening and and going into the next day about that victory? Um, 
we really celebrated right after the after the game, but the next morning, next evening, and stuff like that, it was really uh, just trying to change our whole mindset of you know the VCU game was over and we had another one just because it was a, ro- a road trip. We didn't really want to get you know too high just because we know it was a big win you know for us to be able to knock them off, but. We had another game in two days, so kind of it was kind of quick for us. So change our mindset and really start watching film and getting ready for the next game. And did you feel um, that your preparation was not affected by the joy of having such a big victory? Did you feel like you prepared like you wanted to for 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 Wilmington? Yeah, I feel like we still were able to prepare as far as like mentally. Of course, we're not able to, you know, really physically get out and get up and down like we practice but not you know it can't really get up and down just because of the we just came off a game guys bodies are torn up so it's really just a more mental approach for that game but as far as that I don't feel like it was too much so you go down to Wilmington y'all y'all drive down from uh from Richmond mm-hmm. um you, you obviously respected Wilmington as an opponent even though you beat them handily last year right. they're playing very well on a six they were on a six game winning streak um how did you feel? Uh, and they got off to a tremendous start. I think they hit everything. It was thirty-two to ten, very mm-hmm. early, and Mike Marsh goes down mm-hmm. four minutes into the game. So d- did that take a toll on you or your, your your guys emotionally when Mike Big Mike goes down? Omar is sitting on the bench already. He can't play. Right. So you're really uh-huh. hurting so, in the post for sure. So we already knew that, and it was kind of quick for us. Like you know, going out, we feel bad for anybody that goes out. That's one of our, you know, teammates or brothers that's getting hurt just because we don't want to see our our teammates hurt or down like that. Just because we've seen people get injured and things like that. So uh, yeah, it definitely kind of hit us a little bit. But uh, like like we always are built to do is just trying to give like the next guy up mentality really and just kind of feed off of that yeah so um yeah for sure it kind of hit it would hit us and um i don't know we just take that loss for sure just gotta take that one and uh you're in a bill you had to change quite a few things i assume uh when you don't have mike marsh you don't have omar Payne. Mm -hmm. that's a lot of what you guys do as a team Goes through the post. Right. So how did that? Did did you have to make uh, significant changes, particularly um, going into the second half? Yeah, just Mike? because um, we just had to play with lineups and things like that that we're not used to playing with it. So um, you know, all of this is just going to prepare us for down the road when it comes down. Because who knows go who will go down when conference play starts and things like that. So you know, it might look bad now, or that was a bad game, but we'll get something positive out of it, like being able to. If they get in foul trouble, we'll be able to learn how to play with guys, four guards and five guards, different lineups. So it's early right now. We just got to really learn from that. Okay. Yeah. Well, Kevion, I want to talk about a game actually from about 10 days ago. Uh, Trinity Baptist came to town, obviously a non-D1 game. You guys, you know, have a superior talent advantage. Um, But uh, for the the fans listening out there, uh, if you watch NBA basketball, there is something called a two-for-one. And that's when the clock is down to about uh, 40 seconds. They have a 24-second clock. And you want to get a shot off. The NBA players do this all the time. They come down get a a shot off in the first 10 seconds of the shot clock. So the other team, even if they use all 24 seconds, can get us – your your team can get a second shot. They call it two-for-one. So uh, watching the end of the half – and you're playing Trinity Baptist, uh, and you're coming. You're bringing the ball up the court, Kevin. There's 
about 45 seconds to go, 30-second shot clock. And uh, Coach Mincy's yelling at you, two for one, two for one, two for one. And the next thing I know is you pull up from about 30 feet. Pull, you, you, you use your dribble. You, you pick it up, and you're looking uh, for about a 30-footer. I guess you're trying to draw the foul, and then you, you, you put up a, a really off-balance 30-footer that rims out. Yeah. So what were you thinking? <laughs> at that point what was going on in your mind uh on that two for one that uh, two for one opportunity i gotta get the two for one that's the whole point you know what i'm saying like you're you're, you're giving a pass almost to like you got to get it up before a certain so once you get the two for one you, you're giving a pass for a bad shot so you're just trying yeah. to get it to the rim and get a shot up and, and either get fouled and get either get fouled or maybe it maybe it drops right and we've seen you make some off balance uh Sure. Late shot clock. I've gotten two for one before, so you know. Yeah, so so that that's the strategy, and that is another thing. You're gonna uh, something that will happen during the course of the year. There will be other two for one opportunities, so you're you're ready for that opportunity the next time, and we'll try to figure out how you can get as good a shot as you can quickly into the shot clock. Right. Um. So, uh, we've got Charleston Southern, another team you played last year. Coming to coming to Jacksonville on Saturday to play you guys at Swisher. Uh, how much do you know about? We're, we're midweek before the game. How much do you know about this Charleston Southern team and how it may be different than the one you were able to defeat up in Charleston last year? Um, so we'll dive really more into like personnel and and all of their sets and things like that tomorrow. Like so, these first couple of days really just been us working on us so as far as just. Tightening up defensively, running our offensive sets, just working on us really in this first half. So once we, I know we'll be well prepared for them. And once they come in, you know, we'll lock in on what they do, this new team, and just kind of move on from last year. You know, I didn't get to play those guys last year. So right. it's still my first meet, first time playing them. And, you know, just ready to get back on the winning. Yeah, that was early last year. You had the you had the knee that was giving you trouble that right. caused you to miss a bunch of games early. Omar, uh, coming home, mm -hmm. uh, you've had a number of a uh, couple of road trips already, and now you're coming home to play a Division One opponent. Really, your first Division One opponent at home. How do you are you looking forward to coming back to to Swisher and getting a chance to play in front of the home fans? Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Just a you know, first you know home game, D one game. So this is a good show to put out. And, and how? And I know you've been struggling with the ankle, and I, mm -hmm. it, it takes a lot of. Uh, I get a lot of therapy, trying yeah. to get that swelling down. Yeah, uh, it's is it still day to day as to how yeah, you're, it's how still you're day doing? to day. Yeah, see how I feel. Well, we could use you because without Big Mike, uh, we really need you. We need some yeah. a post presence. So hopefully you'll be able to contribute some coming up very shortly. So um, we'll uh, be back with our second segment. We're going to talk a little bit about. What we're just talking about, overcoming adversity, whether it's physical, uh, mental, or otherwise, uh, as college athletes. Back with uh, segment two of the KO show with my guest uh, and co-host, Kevion Nolan and uh, Omar Payne. Uh, guys, um, one of the things that this JU team has faced and each of you individually has faced uh, in this early season has been uh, adversity. Um, whether it's physical adversity, like an injury, an ankle sprain. Uh, Kevion, of course, in your career, you've had the knee that's given you problems from time to time. Uh, sometimes it's a personal matter, uh, mm -hmm. family matter, uh, and sometimes it's a slump. And mm -hmm. Kevion, as great a shooter as you are, you've had, you've had games or, or 
uh, short spells where you your shot's not falling. So tell me about how each of you deals with adversity, whether it's on the court, off the court, and how you keep yourself positive and moving forward uh, throughout the season. Yeah, Vian. Um, I really depend on just like my positive inner circle that I have. So, so I'm a I'm a real like you know close centered like laid back guy really. So. Is when I'm going through things, just really my circle is really positive and always just really trying to, you know, keep my head in the positive matter. Like, so if I'm getting a slump on things like that, always just telling me things like trust your work and, you know, everybody goes through shooting slumps, whether it's like uh, if it's family reason, I normally keep that in house and we're always pretty positive. So I'm just really trying to have a positive approach to things just because, it's, you know, that's how life is. Like, you can't, everything can't just be real smooth and everything like that. You got to know, like, problems come with with everything. So that's just really the approach that I have to everything mentally. Who's, who's your circle, if you could share that with us? Um, uh, so. I have my three close friends from back home. I got my sister and my mom, my dad, my aunt. So really my family and even the ones like my roommates or my I got coaches, like, you know, just people, those lifelong like relationships that I have with everybody. So whether it's my grandparents or anything like that, I can really go to anybody in the, in my family and just really, you know, talk to them personally about certain things. And Omar, how do you deal with it? We, we're obviously dealing with a, an ankle injury right now, keeping you out of the lineup. Um, you've had other adversity, you know, mm-hmm. we all do. How, I, how Who do you depend on and how do you work through adversity? I mean, one way I uh, work through adversity, I feel like it's just really just um, is the mental part is really just how you think about it and how you think about the situation. With me, I feel like when something happens, it could always be worse, and then I can know it's always going to get better. So I just try to keep those two things in mind. And um, really, like my circle, like Kay said, I have a, my two good friends, and then my mom, my sister, you know, my coaches too, and then my roommates. And t- two good friends, not, that, those are not your mom. You said your mom or your sister, but we're talking about four people then, right? You, yeah. Uh, yeah. So some people will but say. I feel like it's automatic with yeah. those two. Yeah, so. yeah. 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 Your mother and your sister are, 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 are obviously very good friends. But you have two other friends yeah. that help you with, with that. Uh-huh. And uh, you guys take advantage of uh, some people. Uh, sports sky, psychology is a big thing. Is that is that. Let's talk about each of you. Do you are you a, a believer in that? Is that something that that you feel is is helpful to you or that you would pursue uh, I feel like sports it, psychology? I feel like it fits whoever it fits, you know, because everybody have different ways they handle certain issues. So I feel like that is a good end in, in like in the NCAA to be able to have, if somebody needs somebody to go talk to and they're actually able to help them deal with certain emotions and things like that, that's cool. But me, I, uh, and I feel like that's great for them. But me, I haven't like personally just went to one to talk to it. So. Right. That is available as a service right. if, if you need psychological right. yes. assistance. So I feel like it's definitely a, a big thing. That's how do you how do you feel about that, Omar? Some people are uh, are advocates of mm-hmm. of of having a, a sports psychologist or psychologist for that matter mm-hmm. help them get through difficulties. Mm-hmm. And some people, as as Kevion says, is he's able to. Uh, with his network, mm. his circle is able to get through yeah. things. Like I'm saying, like, you know, I'm just blessed to be able, like, both of us are mm. just blessed to have, like, certain outlets. Not everybody yeah, has certain true. outlets like we do. 
Is that is that how you handle it, Omar? Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely understand that people got some uh, different views on it, but uh, I mean, it's like it's not something you can knock. Like you could you could try it to see how it is. It's good to get like a different view from a different person, and then that's the profession. So I'm sure that they have a knowledge, a lot of knowledge they could spread with with you. And Omar, I'm not, I'm not going to dwell on this because this was just a, a little thing in the past. It wasn't a big deal, mm. but it it could have been challenging for you mentally. Um, the uh, Back in the Tennessee, Florida, uh-huh. Tennessee game, yeah. late your uh, sophomore year, mm. um, an elbow mm. uh, caught, accidentally caught a guy with an elbow. Mm. And, uh, you know, a lot of Tennessee fans weren't ha- happy about it. Yeah. And you t- caught a lot of grief. Yeah. Did you, how did you deal with that, that particular situation where, where pressure was being put on you? Um, um, because of that answer, a lot of attention was yeah. being put on you. I feel like those moments is really how you make it. So with that, um, when it was happening, I didn't take it too serious. I thought it was more funny than anything because, I mean, I really didn't expect fans to really be like that. I never caught a moment like that. But yeah. when it really happened, I just took it all in and just used that as a big joke because, like, I mean, I mean, the situation happened, but yeah. I felt like it was an accident and – you know, and that's not the type of player you are. Yeah, that's there's I, some, I, mean, there's I know some who players, I am. So yeah, yeah. There's some players, as you well know, big yeah. players that are constantly yeah. uh, take. Uh, Draymond Green would be a great example, yeah. guys. Right? Yeah. Uh, Draymond's always trying to trying to get the edge on somebody with a little physical play, and mm. and uh, but that's not even who you were. So. Yeah. You, caught, you, you found I mean, it humorous that people yeah. <laughs> thought thought there was something more to it than there was just yeah. a, just an accident. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're my teammate, you would know. And uh, my my teammates I used to play with. So it's not like something that's going around. That's what Omar does, you know. Well, guys, um, we're going to come back uh, to the show with segment three, and we're going to welcome uh, one of your teammates, a freshman, our first freshman to be a guest on the show, uh, Jacksonville Zone or Orange Park Zone, uh, Josiah Sabino. And we'll, we'll be back with, uh, with Josiah and talk a little bit about his history uh, and coming to JU. Back with uh, segment three of the KO show, and we've been joined uh, by our guest today, Josiah Sabino, a freshman from Orange Park, Florida, um, and was player of the year last year, Northeast Florida High School at Orange Park, and uh, believe it or not, uh, became one of the first uh, Jacksonville stars, Jacksonville area stars to commit to JU and is now in his freshman year. So welcome to the show. Uh, Can I call you JoJo? Of course. Thank y'all for having me. Okay, and and JoJo, yeah, is that what most uh, most of your teammates and friends call you? Is JoJo not Josiah? Yeah, all my teammates and coaches. All right, so you come from Orange Park High School, and you uh, you play AAU ball. You have a six, very successful high school career, one of the top, the top player in the in the area. How did you make your decision to stay home and go to Jacksonville University? It was a stressful. Coming, I ain't going to lie, with all the other schools I had. But honestly, when I came on my visit and somebody like Jordan Mincy was in the process, it really made it easy as he's such a great coach. And all the players make it, made JU very welcoming. And just coming to the games, and now, especially being from Jacksonville, was really the key to my decision. And at Orange Park, uh, tell us a little bit about your, your basketball career there and, and, and some of the other sports you played at Orange Park. You were not just a – a basketball player, as I, as I recall. Yeah, I did a, I did swimming and track. I went to states for both of those. I could have went to college for those, but, you know, I stuck with my passion with basketball. And I had a great four years at Orange Park. It wasn't always the best every day, but I made it work, and it worked hard and dedicated every day to become the player I am today. And, and swimming. 
That's an unusual, uh, you know, you don't hear many guys in ba- in basketball say, yeah, I lettered in, ba- in high school and swimming in basketball. What um, however, do you, I don't know if you know this because you guys are so young. Anybody, anybody here know who was a, one of the greatest basketball players of all time in the last 30 years that was a swimmer in high school? Anybody? Um, Michael Phelps? No. How about Tim Duncan? Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Tim Duncan. You know that. He played basketball. Yeah, he's from yeah. the islands, right? That's right. He's, yeah. he's yeah, he's from the, it's from the islands and Virgin Islands and was a swimmer. So you got that going for you, yeah, it really uh, JoJo. With, it really helped me with my body. Like, it allowed me to get more athletic and lose some of the baby fat I had back in the day. A very lonely sport to train for, isn't it? Yeah, it is. When you put your head under the water, you only got one thing in your head. It's that line under you. But that that really allows you to clear your head and do what you need to do. So let's talk about um, this year so far. Uh, Coach Mincy uh, has got a veteran team. Uh, he knows you're a, a super talented freshman. Um, you could be playing right now, but probably getting limited minutes. Yeah. And so he is at least up until this point. And as, as we've been saying, if anybody else goes down, this may change in a hurry. But you're being redshirted. Yeah. How, how are you handling that aspect of the year, knowing that you probably will not play this year, retain that year of eligibility, and then have four years left? Well, it's a very mentally, it's all mental at the end of the day, I would say. You know, going from being the star to coming to college, everybody was a star at their last place. And I just have to say I'm one of those guys that I'm real patient and I'll Take when my time comes, I'm be ready for my time. So from now on, I just work out every day, work out in the morning, get ready, get used to the pace of college, the bigger players, just getting ready for next year. And next year, I'm gonna have a big impact for the team. We got a lot of older people on the team, so I just learn from them every day and have conversations with them and just learn from them what they do in the game and try to take things from them at the end of the day. JoJo, you're you're a Jacksonville area kid playing at JU, but really, it's been. 10, 10, 12 years since a top, the top player in the area has committed to JU. Um, why do you think that is, and how do you think that is changing? Well, there's a lot of players in Jacksonville. They all got their head on being a, a name kind of kid. Like, all these kids want to go to the Florida State, the Gators, like, all just because of the name. But I have to say, like, JU is more than just a name. We, we got something. We got a family that we're going to create here in that. Now that we have somebody like Jordan Mincy actually like looks for the players in the local area. You know, you got other teams like UNF, they look, but JU is going to get the best of them coming up. So we just see what happens in the future and hope that more and more Jacksonville local kids come and want to go to play at JU. And even though you're you're the, the freshman coming in, uh, Giassi Powell was already here, yeah, played guy. high school at Bishop Snyder. Um, and Jalen Jaylen Nesmith yeah. played as well locally in high school. So you do have a little bit of a Jacksonville group there. Do you guys hang hang uh, to, around together? Is there a close bond between the Jacksonville guys? Yeah, definitely. We all we all really knew each other before we came to college and just played basketball together. So just now that we're on the same team in college, it's amazing that we were able to all regroup next level. Well, we, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, Josiah Sabino, the freshman, uh, JU freshman, outstanding player who's going to be a a key performer for the Dolphins in the future. And uh, just we hope that we'll uh, be able to get a win this uh, this Saturday. Charleston Southern coming to town. And we'll join you probably early next year for our next segment of the KO Show, guys. Thank you for, thank you for coming today. Sure, right, appreciate thank, it. Thank, thank, thank you. Thank you.